Is anybody refreshed already? Thank you, guys. If you want to clap, go ahead and do it. It's so sweet to be revived. It's so sweet. It's so sweet to be revived. One of the blessings that you know you have is when God gives you a pastor who will not look at your feelings to do as the Lord is saying. But we will hear God enough to, do, to know what to do at every given point in time. The Bible speak, speaks about the men of Ishaka, that they have the understanding of time and season. Look up here. God got so much in his spirit that he wants to do with us this season. And if you are cold, you will sabotage, you will terminate what God is already doing. Praise God. You are the light of the world. And God, do not make, God doesn't make you a lie so he can useless the light. He makes you the light so he can invade the world. By divine programming, you are a disruptor. Jesus came to the world as a disruptor. He said, I have come to set the world burning, and our wheat is already burning. That the daughters will turn against the mother, and the sons will turn against the fathers. He didn't come to bring quarry. He only came to set the heart on fire. Just for a second, quickly stand up for a second. I know you've been worshiping standing. Stand for a second. I need to, I need to look at my eyes and hear this truth. He came as a disruptor. So everything that God is packaging you for is to set you ablaze, revived. And he called the disciples that they may be with him. And after they were with him, he sent them out. He sent them out. The investment on God on your life is not for residency. It's not for residency. All of God's investments are. And man, all of God's investments. His beauty on your life is an investment from him. He beautified you for a purpose. Your fantastic structure, I'm speaking about physical relevance now. Even your structure that you are so proud of is not for a mere look. It's an investment from heaven for your purpose. Now hear this. The intelligence. The privilege of assessing wisdom. The education. The less upgraded. The spiritual investment in virtues and in character. In anointing and in power. In tongue speakings and all kinds of spiritual enablement. All of this massive investment is to set the world ablaze. It's to make you an institution for the world to come into a land. To the end that they may know him. And I'm so blessed that God is raising in this house this morning men that will take over places. Why? Because you are revived. Revival going on. Where revival is going on, you will see men taking over schools, taking over institutions, taking over entertainment, taking over everywhere. Revival. Revival is not for residency. You must tweet that. Revival is for spread. So God is setting you up for a movement. For a movement. Somebody said, I like going to the evidence church. is where you are taught not to be normal. I like that. You are not like the woman I heard that case many years ago. I, I've, I've said this again and again. I saw this woman. I said, why are you on this earth? He said, just to marry and born children. What a misfortune. And you may laugh at that, but if you are scanned right now, you might not be far from that. 
You laughed. But if you are scammed and you are interviewed, your submission may not be far from that. That you are, you are occupied entirely with all kinds of who will marry me, who will jit me, who is jitting me. How many children will I born? When God has made you as a light to the world and a salt of the earth, and you got to be on fire, your destiny beyond goes beyond your physical address. No, sir. Even in the Old Testament, Abraham was not called for his own house. He was called for his house and to be an extension, not just for his house. You got me that? I will bless you, and thou shalt be a blessing. And indeed, shall the families of the earth be blessed. That is the magnitude of divine calling. That is what the magnitude of divine calling. No man is caught and revived by God and sustained the taste of stagnation. You lose taste for stagnation. You lose, you lose taste for self. You lose taste for only self-accusation. You lose taste for only self-healing. You want to get a healing and heal others. You are revived. You want to rise and raise others. There is something about you that is yearning for spread. For you see, a fire does not burn just for that location. Everybody can sense it. They can feel it. They can talk about it. Somebody is leaving this place to pick up what he has dropped. Hey, yeah. Who is that person here? Suppose of you here, you've been working some gift of this week. Now, Pastor Robert, you need to help me. I want total attention the rest 20 minutes I have here. Most of you here, you are, a, you are an anointed healer. I'm telling you. Most of you here, look up here. Most of you here, you are anointed to be a great billionaire. Most of you here, you have certain gifts of the Holy Ghost at work in your life. You've seen traces way back. He's dead now. When you have dream, it's not just a dream. It's a revelation from heaven. And destinies are tied to that from heaven. But the cares of this world has taken away that gift. In this service today, there shall be a massive revival. Some of you, you have a powerful gift of discernment. Please stay with me, everybody. You know before it happens. Most of you here, you have the spirit of promptness, quickness. Something occurred to you before it happened. And you go into mission straight to stop it, to rescue it, or to be well positioned. But the cares of this world. The cares of this world. The unnecessary distractions. I don't know who is hearing my voice today. After today, every nonsense distraction shall part away from you in the name of Jesus. Let me give you a very simple but very relevant one. Some of you here, you know where God is taking you in the area of finances. And you are camping around those who are talking about 1,000 naira as if they are talking about 1 billion. Somebody say, is it when I, it cost me a lot, it cost me a lot to give that 750 naira. I'm not speaking metaphor, reality. I gave 750 naira, he didn't say thank you. He said, I will never give it. Ah. 
when they are here tonight, it irritates me. It's like a bad order. Because where you are going, you will give millions without feeling it. Camping around people who are just tortoise is a sign of yet to be revived. You are an eagle. You are an eagle. Revival releases you to destiny. Now, let's take the opening scripture and let's fire on this morning. And I don't have the lossage of time. So I'll be very fast. Ephesians 5 verse 14. Quickly. Why standing? Ephesians 5 verse 14. Like a like media, please. I've got limited time here. Ephesians 5 and verse 14. I don't want anybody to come to this house who is overwhelmed or who came here overwhelmed by one thing or the other and you go back with the same way. No, sir. No, sir. Even if this is your first time coming to this church, you are going back on fire. All the students here, as you are resuming back to your various campuses, you are going back on fire. On fire. For you, you shall have no loss of time. He said, eight months is gone. Not for you. You are going on fire. You will catch up with time. Look at it. Ephesians 5, verse 14. Therefore, he says, Awake, you will sleep. Arise from the dead. And Christ will give you what? That is it. You are so much into me this morning. Thank you, sir. I like when I have sons and daughters who are into what I'm preaching. There are some people I need to sit in my front. Not those who are sleeping. Or who are dead in their heart. Hear that word again. Ephesians 5.14. Let's see one more time. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Can you see now? Arise from where, sir? The dead. And Christ will give you what? That word, life, can be interchangeably used as what? Revival. When you are in the light, you are in revival. You know why? Because... Christ will give you light, and when he gives you light, you are raised. It's called reawakening. Reawakening. Father, bless the preaching and the teaching of your word. Please get seated. It is called reawakening. Reawakening. It is called reawakening. Arise. From sleep. Arise, I mean, awake from sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. In other words, either you are sleeping or you are dead cold, you can't shine your light. So God is stopping you this morning. Get up from sleeping. The Lord is happening around the world. Stop giving explanation for your coldness. Stop giving explanation for your coldness. Christ will give you light and you are expected to shine this light and stay in the middle of revival. Oh, see chapter 6, 1 to 3 quickly. Therefore, come, let us return to the Lord. Wake up from sleep, get up from, being, from dead situations and come, let us return to the Lord for he has turned 
he will heal us. He has striking, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. This scripture changed my life as a young believer. On the third day, he will raise us up. That we may live in his sight. Can you see why he's doing that? Let us therefore know. Let us push the knowledge of the Lord. He's going forth. He's going forth. He's established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain. Like the latter and former rain to the earth. Now, these three verses of the Bible is very loaded. Please, media, stay with me. Very loaded. He has torn us, he will bind us together. You've been afflicted. You are far from the Lord. Come back, come back, come back to the Lord. Come back to the Lord. Come back, come back. In case what you, are, what you are going through or what you have gone through is as a result of God's response to your mistakes, then now come back. Because after two days, you will revive us. The key word is revival there. Listen carefully. After that revival, if you read further, everything happening after that statement, there are effects of revival. You will revive us after two days, then immediate, immediate testimony begins to, begins to happen. Immediate testimony begins to happen. Number one, among those testimonies, is the fact you will raise us up. That we may live in his sight while you enjoy restoration. Just stay with me. I got a lot to say. Then you perpetually begin to live in his sight. Your passion, it is very important. Your passion, your desire, your joy is now 100% just to behold him and the beauty of his glory. A man who is not consistently in delight of God's presence is out of revival. After he has revived us, he will raise us up. Restoration, lifting, height. But more importantly, we now live where, sir? In his presence, in his sight. Then now, as we begin to have unquenchable passion to pursue the knowledge of the law, he's going for, the going for the brightness of God becomes established as the morning in our life and he will bombard us with the former and the latter rain. The former and the latter rain, a deluge of God's presence, a downpour of his knowledge, of his giftings, of his power, of his glory. See what you are enjoying now. So until revival comes, there cannot be a combination of the latter and the former rain. The Old Testament package and the New Testament package. The Bible this era and the current era manifestations become the order of the day for you because you are now in a revival. You've got to hear me very well this morning, please. Because you are now in a revival. One, you are raised. Number two, you have an unquenchable, unsatisfying, satiable drive and crave at all times to always be in God's presence. I just want to be where you are. Dwell in daily ways, sir. I do what again? I don't want to worship you from afar. It is, sir, sir, you know you are in a revival when something in you is always pulling you to God's presence. He raised us up 
After all we had gone through, that we can live in his sight. Okay? And thereafter, immediately, praise God. His going forth is established as the morning. And he bombards us with the latter and the former rain. With what? He bombards us with the former and the latter rain. Praise God. He bombards us with the former. So he bombards us with the former and the latter rain. Now let's be careful. And he allows these things to be put upon the earth. So every believer who is not at the center of revival is losing out about the latter glory package for the entire manifestations. Every believer, hear this, who is not right at the center of revival is at a loss. So for me to be at an advantage, you must be right in the middle of revival. Now hear this. God wants you revived. The word revive means to live again. It's from the two words. Break it down. R-E. Re. That is again. And the fear. Meaning to live. So God wants you revived. In other words, God wants you to live again. It means awakening. And I see in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ a great awakening. Where you are living again. When there is a revival, you are out of darkness, you are in, la- in the light, and you are alive, and you are living again. Living again can also be you are living completely. Thank you. You are living where, sir? Completely. You are living in the fullness of divine intention. Living again. You live again. To be revived means to live again. I swear this carefully. One of the critical virtues, important one, very important at it, that means to become a beneficiary of revival is humility. Pastor Paul, I'm okay. I need no revival. Oh, you don't understand. I'm okay, it's pride. God wants you to live again. No man has graduated in exploring the fullness of Zoe, of God's life, the nature of God. No human being, regardless of your phenomenal testimony. That is why everybody who wants to live again and live fully must always be at the center of revival. Where you are daily, you know, alive. A great awakening needs to be in thoughts and in deeds. In thoughts and in deeds. In your brain, in all areas of your life, there is something about that is just awake. You are alive. And when you are alive, listen to this, the following begins to happen to you. Number one, you start having repentance from dead works. You start having repentance from dead works. How do I know I am revived? I'm living perpetually. (laughs) Okay? I live in completion. Number one, you are not comfortable with errors. If you are in this house today, 
You are hyper comfortable in error. You need revival. You lie at pleasure. You are emotionally bankrupt at all convenience. You need revival. You still without conscience. You need revival. You backbite. You criticize. You persecute. You slander people. You are working the manifestations of the flesh. You need to live again. Chapter 2 of Acts of the Apostles, verse 37 to 39. When revival came, people were pricked. The Bible said they, are, they were caught to heart. Every time there is a revival ongoing, sir, you need no man to preach to you. Very easy to apologize. I'm sorry. We are all working towards perfection. So there could be one thing or the other that is getting us to err, to work in error. But the grace for consistent apologies and repentance, you turn, is what justifies that the spirit of revival is at work in your life. Repentance from dead works. Please, don't give me a straight face. God is talking to you now. Don't give me that face. Either you're a pastor here or you're a leader, it doesn't matter, you're a worker, it doesn't matter. Or you're a first timer. Don't give me a straight face. The message of revival starts from repentance. For real, sir. That is why those who are the center of revival, their heart is like a child's heart. So, Pastor Paul, people take advantage of you. May they take more. I don't want to have an iron heart. May I not have. Please, if you are praying for your pastor, me, pray God should keep me perpetually at the center of revival. I have many pastors who I have listened to, who I have heard, who I know in person, their heart has been seared with iron. I like the quietness. How this one is carefully. I have known God for a while and I still know him. Sir, if you watch God very carefully, go to your historical studies. Men that God put at the center of revival, they are those you have issues with. But they have a broken and a contrite heart. They are the devils of this generation. God cannot function with a man that his heart is not broken for continuous repentance. He can't do it. Now, when they heard this, I'm reading from Acts 2, verse 3, 7 to 3, 9, and when they heard this, they were caught to the earth. That is my key word this morning. They were caught, C-U-T, they were caught to the earth, and say to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter did not call for altar call. He was just talking. They interrupted. Ah, we can't take again. They were caught to the earth. What shall we do? Look at the next verse. I'm reading verse 37 to 39. You've got to help me. I, I have limited time. You've got to help me. Then Peter said to them, repent 
and let every of, every of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can you see that? The gift of the Holy Ghost is waiting, but it cannot fully manifest in its appropriate measure when there is no genuine repentance. I will, I'm a pastor, I will tell you a few things I've seen. Everybody is comfortable to correct somebody if it concerns them. Ah, don't let me go there. I won't preach again. I've seen a lot. As long as it does not directly affect them, it doesn't matter. But once it directly affects them, they start taking positions in hypocrisy. God is not looking for hypocritical position when it comes to revival. You are the project. Everybody hearing my voice now, you are the project. You don't hear a message like this and be thinking about somebody else. It means you are still dead in your nature. You are the one, you are the project. I'm the project. I am the project. Any error I will commit 10 years to come that will kill my destiny. Lord, deliver me from them today. Amen. Not even today, 10 years to come. That is how to walk in revival. Every now and then, what shall we do? You are in the consciousness of alignment. That's why that song is very powerful. Show me your way. Show me your heart. At all times. Helps you to be free from dead works. Many people here, nothing is wrong with stealing until they stole from you. Oh, can I go there? Nothing is wrong with stealing until they stole from you. Nothing is wrong with lying until they lie to you. For the promise is to your children, the last verse there, and to all who and who are after afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. When you start living again, it means you are quick to acknowledge error and anything associated to the deadness of the flesh. Because the rewards of the flesh is death. And all the virtues of the flesh leads to death. For the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Shall we therefore continue in sin and expect the grace of God to abound? God forbid. God knows you are in this world and you have a daily contention, but he does not want you to take pride in error. You are doing yourself, you are doing yourself a great evil, striving to be to please God in all your ways. And once you make a mistake and you realize it, you say, God, forgive me my sin, cleanse me from my error, wash me by the blood, and you genuinely walk on to perfection. It's my prayer that somebody will leave this place revived. I say, I will start living again. Start living again. There are these areas 
those areas of my life, I have not been doing it. The way you are talking to your husband, you are not living again. Oh, yes. The way you are talking to your wife, you see, revival will give you decisions. Just like I told you about light. You think through by the power of the Holy Ghost and something change. That's a revival. Revival is not just falling down and crying on the altar. If those things do not bring repentance, it's a waste of emotion. I can't imagine you say you come to church, you're under revival service, powerful worship, and after what? Nothing changed. Nothing changed. One of the end time promises of God is to take away the art of stones from us. A stolen heart is a rebellion heart. A heart of stone is a heart of rigidity. There is no amount of what God is saying that will penetrate. Number two, quickly. How do I know I'm in a revival? Deep convictions and personal dealings. It, 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 it works on a line with number one. Deep convictions, sir. And personal dealings. Look at Matthew 3, please. Verse 11 to 12, quickly. Matthew 3, verse 11 to 12. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Thank you. But you who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The end of that statement has not yet come. Look at the next verse. Is willowing fan. The baptism that this person will bring unto you and upon you carries this weapon. Is willowing fan is in his hand and we want thoroughly, thoroughly clean out his threshing floor without any trace of stain. And gather his wheat into the barn. All the stump over that cannot be clean with any soap or with any clothes. <laughs> He will gather them and he will burn up the shaft with what, sir? Unquenchable fire. It's a thorough work. Say thorough. That when you have this personal dealings, malice is not what you practice periodically. You can't find it again. It has, you've got some dealings. Some people, they suspend, they didn't get repented. And they didn't get repented. It was not a genuine repentance, rather, but they were living a life of suspension. Malice, I shall not get malice in the next three months. So they suspend it. Three months after, come back home. I will never beat my wife again. After three months, they resume. When you, see, when you come under revival, you enjoy what I call personal dealings. In the order of what we have read, give it back to me. It will thoroughly clean. It cleans you. And the word difficult to be cleansed, you will gather them and burn them with unquenchable fire until it becomes untraceable to you. Are you still in the building here? And you come under that dealings that worked on your life and you emerge as a shining diamond for God. A shiny gold for God. That's revival, sir. This is not a transferred message. God is talking to you directly. 
God is talking to me directly. God is talking to us directly. There is no area of struggle in your life you cannot be thoroughly cleansed. There is nothing that you are struggling with that cannot be burned with unquenchable fire. All you have to do is to submit yourself to revival. Submit yourself. And that revival is only ghost coming with fire. The one coming after me, come on now, is mightier than I. And it shall baptize you with what, sir? Holy Ghost and fire. When you are baptized with Holy Ghost and fire, something about you wakes up. Something jack up. Then whatever is not in your body system that is not good, it will thoroughly garnish them. Help. Cleanse them and flush them out. Sir, it works for character and it works for disturbing issues in your body. In other words, as I focus on character, Delays, it also works for any kind of ailment. You are fibroid. Abba, this revival will thoroughly clean all the growth. Whatever that seems to be a baby, what has been formed, clotted as a blood, disturbing your tummy, this fire can garnish them. Cleanse, put them together, and phew, flush them out of your body. Revival. That is why in the middle of revival, Unbelievable healings take place. Are you seeing the building here? We're talking about revival. I want everybody to start returning back with testimonies of personal dealings. When you have a personal dealings, your perception changes forever. Your perspective, the way you see things, changed forever. You see, when your personal dealings about serving the Lord under revival, you are not waiting for your department head to tell you what to do. You know what to do. It's a personal dealing. Nobody will educate you about, about loyalty. Still worship. Prayer sadness. Kindness. Sweet life. Chasing God and loving God. Personal dealings. We must all cry. Everybody lift up your head and look at this preacher. We must all cry every day for personal dealings. 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 Sir. Can I give a testimony? What has separated me from many people? When I say many, but they say they are wrong, go. Please. There are some statements that we use we must be able to clarify. That's why I have a pastor. I am separated from others. Those probably others are not better or good. No. They could be a million times better. But nothing gives you your own distinctive lifestyle as your personal dealings. And you got it. So the reason you are not wearing a ring is not because it's a sin. It's a personal dealing. Don't make it a doctrine. It's a personal dealings. Yes, and in the middle of revival, personal dealings will bring about convictions. Convictions. So you are here, you don't wear your rings. Don't criticize those who are wearing. It's a personal dealing. Maybe when you wore it, your hair was burning. You removed it. Second time you tried it, it was burning again. And the Holy Ghost tells you and said, I would like you to do without that for a, for a moment. Or for years. Or until I released you. He knows why. I'm just talking as, as an example. And the same thing in many areas. For example now, me, I'm going through unusual personal dealings. I knew 
Look up here. November last year, that God will want to take my attention away from several commitments and focus on this church and our new church called Lekki. Sir, I have not been pained of detachment as of recent. I have several invitations now that I'm rejecting. I'm rejecting. They did flyer and put my picture on their flyer. I, can't, I couldn't go. And I told them I would come. Everything about me wanted to go. But at last, Master, I could not go. I have not in my life of pastoring, this is the first time in my, in my life I, I lost interest for invitation. What, what, what's going on to be? I'm in the face of these demons. And I know many will hate me for it. Let it be. When you go through personal dealings, many will not understand what you're doing. what's going on. I like the way you are breathing deep. It's called revival. It's called revival. It's a face. And most times, revival will lock you up in the face. And you are, you are not, you do not have the permission to unlock that face until God unlocks, until God unlocks it. You don't unlock it. So if God says for the next two, three years now, I won't go to anywhere, particularly on Saturdays, let it be. I was to be somewhere yesterday. I bought clothes for the event. I sold the clothes for the event. I wore the clothes for the event, but I could not go. It takes somebody who understands to think he would not have wasted his money to have bought the clothes. Why did he go? This is not a kind of arrangement. I'm going to demons. This is a message that the 21st century have lost. Everybody's doing things according to senses. You function in the center of revival according to your to divine dealings. Personal dealings. How can you leave your ekiti and come and stay with a pastor in, in Lagos? It's a personal dealing, sir. It's my conviction. Everybody gave you options. Say, no, I'm not taking the option. This is where I'm going. Option. There are some people in this house now that some things happen to them, but because I'm a man, not God. I was scared, but time proved that they had the dealings with God. At least, I have a daughter here now. Two times, she has been exposed to individuals who can call billionaires. And in my mind, I fought it. Physically fought it. Not only in my mind. I had a position. Well understood by her. But her personal dealings could not make them a victim of their interest. That's what I'm talking about. The richest woman in Africa. One of the most wealthiest pastors in this country. Now, I had a position that was not packaged. Watch it. You are gone. That was her position. But her personal dealings delivered her even when they were interested to hijack her. I am not raising feebles in this house. We are raising men that have personal dealings. How much can I pay you to serve me? I'm teaching this on Sunday morning, no workers meeting. It's a revival service. 
If you are detained that every 10,000 era is shaking your foundation, you are, you are not a reviver. You have no dealings. You have no submission. You have no encounter. You should, you see, where you are in personal dealings, even billions can steal your heart. How can they offer you American citizenship and you are sending your purpose? Nonsense. And I appreciate Nonsense. Nonsense. I've been to America countless times. The last time I went, I went I said I would go to the market. I came from Lekki by 11 p.m. or to 11 p.m. I was here. And by 7 a.m. on Monday morning, I was on my way to the airport. It means nothing. America is not paradise. Same with this boat pastor here. I'm telling my own story here. And they say, come to America, drop your vision. And you, no thinking, no prayer, no nothing. They say, ah, oh yeah, jackpot. You can make dollars and millions in America and lose your destiny. I know men who have lost, so I'm not telling you what I mean. I know many who are burning on the altar, but today, everybody is struggling to get them back to the altar. Calm down. Be at the center of revival. Enjoy personal dealings and have a deep-seated conviction. They were called to the heart. They were called to the heart. You see, when you are called to the heart, you have a circumcision. You become circumcised. It's a mark. And the essence of mark is to keep you in remembrance. I don't know if it's still happening now. Years back, when our parents are trying to deal with us, they will say, I will beat you and cause a mark to be on your body. So, number one, when you want to do it again, you remember the mark of the pains. When you grow old, you remember the mark. Who has been under that tutelage before? They learned it from God. They learned it from who? From God. God was not satisfied with all his covenant with Abraham until he caused him to circumcise all his sons. All the male child. Circumcision is not tongue speaking. It's a mark. It's a cut. It's a cut. Reviver, shall I say, leaves you with a cut. Nothing will have made this my daughter to be here in Chalakwe all these years if there are no deep-seated convictions. Deep-seated. Somebody called her many years ago. I said, come here. That boy called Pradini must be using juju for you. Chalakwe. You know the reason why you do a persecution now? You are not serving God. Real service unto God we create persecution. I faced mine. Nothing has changed. It is you who are not born, who is not born. Nothing has changed. It is you who is not born. And you cannot really burn the way you should burn without convictions and personal dealings. When you are the center of revival, you lose passion. For example, now there is a revival going on in Lekki Church. They don't want to go. They don't want to go. Nothing has changed. Look at me. It is you who is not burning. 
Now, Joshua came from a firebrand family, if they will say. But he got to a point, he became an issue. If you serve God in a certain dealings and convictions, even if you come from a pope house, they will call you. We too will know God just is getting too much now. Even if you come from a pope house, there is a way my own children to be burning for God. The way I'm, the way I'm claiming I love God like this, I will say, come on now. You must serve God to a point that you attract persecution. Am I preaching well this morning? You, it, it responds to personal dealings. You give to a point they are calling you stupid. So that you, you have, you have 1,000 naira, you are doing like this. You are doing like this. <laughs> 1,000 naira. 1,000 naira. 1,000 naira. You have lined it up. 10 naira, 20 naira, 15 naira, 100 naira, 200 naira, 500 naira. So you are doing that to find out. When men under revival, they break the alabaster flask. They break it. They break it. When you come under revival, you do things out of a strange convictions. For example, yesterday, they finished playing football, and I saw some guys there. I said, go give them flyer. And as they were going, only go, said, follow them, go, go. So I went there, I said, can I pray with you? They were not ready. They were making noise. I said, I must pray for you, blah, 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 blah to cut the story short. One of them said, one said, give us drinks, pastor. We will hear you. I said, I can give you drinks at 0%. They said, no. One of them screamed. said, no, anything you want to drink, I will buy. You must hear him. One testimony. So I prayed. Had the word with them, blah, blah, blah. Fast track. As they were going, I put three of them to my side that I saw that were connected. And I shared testimony with them. I won't say, sir, let me not lie to you. I sold my phone to pay debt. I had a very little amount of money. But something came on me. I didn't know when I said, if you take my ATM to go and buy. That is what the revival does. When the revival comes, it becomes a personal thing. Deep convictions. And personal dealings. Number three, hunger and thirst for God. Meaning that you remain a seeker of God perpetually to be in the middle of revival. Ushers, you hear what I'm preaching? Today is dedicated for us to wake up from sleeping and slumbering. Number three, when you are in the middle of revival, your hunger and thirst for God comes to another dimension. As a result, you become a perpetual seeker of God. Psalms 24 verse 6, talking about the testimony of Jacob. He says, this is Jacob, the generation, the generation, the tribe of those who seek him. 24 verse 6, who seek your face. Oh, Jacob. Ah, can I have seven Jacob scream? I'm here this morning. Jacob generation, 
is a revival generation. And they are not mistaken for another person. Say, this is Jacob. This is Paul. This is Esther. This is Samuel. This is BC. This is LA. This is Peter. This is, this is Jacob. Who are they? They are specific people. They are distinctive people. They are a generation of God seekers. Hear this. And they are hungry so much that they are seeking the face of God. Look at me, church. Look at me. You must be hungry to a point that nothing takes away your hunger. And the principal reason for this hunger is what? Seeking the face of God. In other words, you are not seeking God's face to be married. Can I go there? Will you allow me? 21st century church. You are not seeking God's face to have vehicles. Not seeking God's face to have material things. <laughs> Seek in force the kingdom of God. Settle with that. Seek in force the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Lord, your face. Lord, to please you. Lord, your face. Lord, to please you. What shall I do? What could I do? What must I do? What do you want me to do? What will you require of me to get done? These are your questions. These are the things burning in your heart. You are seeking his kingdom, seeking his face, and asking him every now and then, what are the righteousness I must exhibit? Of course, you have the gift of righteousness in Christ Jesus, but it exhibits right acts. I've told you this. It was a bit right act. You don't claim you are the righteousness of Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you are doing nothing. You are being stupid. No. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, enables you to exhibit right acts. Seeking force is kingdom, and it's right acts. This is Jacob. The generation of those who seek you. Who seek what? Your face. You are seeking the face of God to a point when people look at you, Bumi, all they see is God on your face. You are seeking God until men start seeing God on your face. That's revival. On dying hunger. I read a book. It says, don't preach this kind of messages on Sunday morning. I have arrested that thought. It's not good. We can do other things, but we cannot stop pointing people to God. Yeah, yeah. We will do management, we do it. We will do leadership, we do it. We will do entrepreneurship, we do. We will do on church. That's why I'm wearing Puma. We will do everything. That's why I have my glasses on as fine boy. We shall do. But to tell me not to point men, if you are clapping, clap well. Clap well. It's not easy to have a nice pastor. Yes, I saw it on your status, John. He said, my, can you compare my pastor and yours? <laughs> Nobody dislikes who is proud of him. Start cultivating right attitude. When I saw it on, on the status, I pinned it. Love you. We shall do all, but don't tell me not to preach on Sunday morning. To point men to God. Where we have best audience. This is Jacob. The generation of those who seek the Lord. Who seek your face. Nothing more. Nothing more sir. They die on the altar seeking the face of God. 
When they are worshipping, their carnal desires died. Carnal now, not only see, you know, carnal in terms of personal things. Die. And listen carefully. That's why the Bible is complete. When you seek God's face and seek his kingdom, you will not need to be worried about other things. Why you are doing that is begins to supply wisdom. People are losing not seeking his face. When you don't see God's face, you can't see men's face. I have taught this before. If you don't seek the face of God, you can't see the faces of men. It is those that seek the face of God that men sees God on their faces. And when they see God on your face, they will come to you. They will come. Reviver. Don't reject reviver. Don't reject it. Number four. When you are in the reviver, a deeper love for God. A deeper love for God. Ah, this is my area. A deeper love for God as that they pant after the water. So my soul longed or panted after you. You are a young man, you are not loving God. Who else are you loving? You are growing up, you are not loving God. Who are you? Are you loving? Who are you loving? This boy you are loving with sweet GT, you love God. Only God's love can give you through lover. Please, I will preach that in eternity by experience. You know why? I told you something like God and I'm repeating it. You don't know your 30 years to come, my daughter's here. You don't know it. Your 30 years to come will not be sustained by hamburger. You've not seen life. That's why I'm telling you to be in the middle of revival. If you know what your future lies ahead, what lies in your future, if God tells you to drop somebody now, in your tears, you will say bye-bye. There, are, there is nothing wrong with goodbye kiss. Make it sweet for memory of Thanksgiving. Nothing is bad about it. In your tears, goodbye kiss. I'm your preacher. I'm your pastor. Make it what? Sweet. For a memory of what? Thanksgiving. Anyhow you understand it, it's your cup of tea. Pastor Paul, are you speaking metaphorically or are you speaking realistically? Anyone you choose was a bye-bye position. Anyone? But it's what? No, you must preach with me or complete. Don't just pick the other one. Don't pick this one. Anyone you choose it is what? A bye-bye position. Ah, revival keeps you perpetually on a deeper love for God. Deeper love. Joshua, are you sure I'm fine with all these things? Are you sure what I'm telling you now? On a deeper love for God. Now hear what it says. Romans 8, verse 35, 38. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I'm so rooted in his love. I'm in the middle of revival. 
Every day, every week, every year, every now, every time, every second. I am in the middle of revival. Look at it quickly. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress they came too late? Or persecution or famine? Yet they were no listening attentively. Or nakedness or peril. Or sword. Yes, come on. Yes, as it is written, for your sake. We are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Our life appears to be miserable. Come on, 37. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Our submission. Through him who loved us. Verse 38, please. For I am persuaded. See now. He was maintaining a position and now he's maintaining his conviction. It was a position, but that position was coming from a place of a deep-rooted conviction, a deeper place. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, even things I could not mentally fabricate that will ever happen. He said, I am prepared for what I have not seen before. That's a night, please. Who is he who, who, condemn, who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, is also risen. Oh, sorry, John, wait a long for me. That's a night. No height, no death, no any other creature thing. Sha. 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 To separate. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Who is what? The only way you can understand how grounded this love is is to understand verse 37, 38. Go back there. It was that what? Verse 37, 38. That is how you can understand how grounded this love is. Verse 37, verse 38. It talks about height. Okay, give it 36. Sorry there. 36. As it is written. No, okay, 35 then. Let, let's go by again. Let me just pick some things out. Okay, 35. So, it's to understand the beginning of each situation mentioned here. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness or peril. Evil swords, sir. Say, just preach with me. Bring, give me all those powerful things. Say, all of these powerful things, they are so powerful in themselves, but they have no capacity to uproot my love for God. Yes? Talks about what again? Ah, child. May you receive my spirit. We are killed all day long. Every day, one thing or the other is afflicting us. But this love is too rooted. God is looking for a generation of deeper lovers for him. Not small things. I'm not coming to church again. Come on, baby. Surface believers. Surface believers, babies in the Lord, infants, small things I'm not doing again. God cannot use, I am not doing again. For upon this rock will I build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail. And the concretized platform for building is deeper love for God. You are too in love that nothing can separate you. If I tell you what I've gone through, I won't be here standing. What they have said about me, what they have told me, 
what they have comforted me with, what they have spread about me, but I'm still here standing. Nothing is keeping me standing if not for the love of God. Romans 5 verse 5 is a reviver. And the love of the Lord has been shared abroad our heart by the Holy Ghost. One day, a pastor that was one of us that close with me saw me in Lilupeju at the filling station. And said, they said, you don't have anybody you are submissive to. You're just changing pastors and fathers like clothes. I pulled out my phone. I said, two of the pastors they are saying something about, I said, look at it. Last week, I gave 100,000. Look, at, I gave 100,000. I said, don't mind them. They must come too late to approach your love. Yeah. For yeah. God. Yeah. It's called revival. What they are saying doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You must always be burning. And you can only burn because God's love is deeply rooted in your heart. Including nakedness when there's nothing to feed on. I've fed on Gary for days and weeks. No food to eat. I've said it honestly. The reason I told my wife by instruction, dare not serve with one meat. Either it's nutritionally good or not is because I have ate without meat. I know what it means to buy a bar and obey. Mm-mm. No, obey. You know? mm. for, the, for the foreign people who don't know what I just said, you go to a, a local restaurant and you say, can you give me some solid things? Like cassava solid or whatever. I say, give me some stew. Okay, any meat to buy? Mm. My daughter, in the middle of that, my dagger Gideon Bible is here. I was going from New State High School, just close by here, to Palm Avenue, to Papa Jao, Ade Tula, Ade Olu. They saw me without ordination and they called me evangelist. You came too late to discourage me. I've been around for a while. I did not do any ordination. They saw me. They said, ah! This guy, all about the Papa Jao, all about Mushi. They started calling me evangelist. When, you, when God gives you a privilege to meet a man, don't be too people running your mouth. You don't know where he's coming from. Yeah. I don't care how close you are to him. He has a covenant of a deep-seated love for God. Reviver. He keeps you in love. When everybody has said they are not doing again, I said I'm doing Not everybody that began this church with me are still with me. But I'm still here. I'm still here. They went in the neighborhood sometimes ago. They said, don't mind that boy. He's very proud. Very proud for what? They call me proud guy. They said, I'm spending money I don't have. I love God. My mother requested for police to arrest me. It was that crazy. She, she was managing, a, you know, a community edge center for food, a lot of those things. And I will be asked, I will be asked to go and wash the plate. And while I was washing the plate, before she looked back, I've run to the fellowship, to the midweek service. 
She's still alive. Ask her. Sir, when you are in a revival, you are deeply in love. Deeply in love. Deeply in love. That nothing can separate you from God. Nothing, sir. I lied when you are looking at me. This is why we came for the service, sir. I got to abroad, London, America, Benga, and they were arranging chairs. I got there early. The old pastor came to pick me from wherever he put me early. Not one church, not two church, and they were arranging. Ah, I love God too much. I can't be in the house of God as a guest speaker. Where they were arranging church chairs. I joined. I joined. Abba, I joined. Abba, I joined. They said, come and sing for five minutes. You went there like a man that carried the whole world upon his soldiers. All this nonsense pride is not revival. A man that is in the center of revival, you say broken. Broken. They exhibit God's love without fabricating or forcing themselves to do it at all times. Everywhere. Unconsciously. For that year, sent me a text yesterday. Somebody chatted and said, oh, no. that's, how she, that's how the person began. Omo, Pastor Paul is very humble. I saw him at Terra Annes, uh, Grand Park Estate, doing evangelism. Ah, Omo, Pastor Yobu. I, I didn't know. That was yesterday. They started that, sent to me. If men can see me like that, God has not closed his eyes. I call you a pastor, you can't evangelism. You need to get evangelism. Say so you love God. If it is what to eat, there are 1,001 things to do to eat. If I don't even have a hope of what to do in life, I still have my valid American visa. I can run away tomorrow morning, you will not see me again. <laughs> and I will start fighting my wife, I mean, fighting and believing. Come and meet me. Come and meet me. Church, you call, she will help you. If you think I don't have to do it like again, I still have a valid American visa. I can escape tomorrow morning. I can escape. Valid, active. It's not for what to eat. I'm under a baptism of love for God. It's a revival. And I'm asking for deeper, for deeper one. Deeper. Deeper. You can wound me, I go to bed. Whenever I come back, God's love wakes me up. God's love wakes me up. God's love wakes me up and sets me on fire. That nothing. That nothing. Please, number five. I will stop now because time is gone seriously. Injection and invasion of the Holy Spirit for mighty works. When you're in a revival, you are injected. That's an invasion of the Holy Ghost for mighty works. I don't want any young person in this house to miss this moment. I don't any, even if you are grown up, I don't want anybody to miss this moment. All, my, all the ladies in this house, I'm begging you. I don't want you to mix this way. There is nothing a man can give you that God cannot give you. I'm telling you the truth here. I'm standing on the integrity of the altar. There is nothing. If the reason you will not accept the injection of the Holy Ghost, his boyfriend, 
You are the most miserable man on earth. Woman on earth. You are the most miserable. Woman on earth. And if a young guy here, you are seeking for who to explore as ladies, you are extremely responsible. Positioning for one elderly girl that will befriend you. So she can take care of you. See your destiny. See, see, look at you. Most miserable. I am not just telling because I'm standing on the altar. There was a time that thought came to my life. I, I kid it. I will explain. I saw many young pastors getting married and all their wives, or most of their wives, bankers, MD. Even him, I said, God. <laughs> so I am not just, but I thank heaven. It was not my way, but his will. <laughs> I can relate. I'm a Bobo pastor. I can relate. I wish my wife was working oil and gas. I saw one pastor doing very well, and they told me his wife works in oil and gas and is a top person at it. She's a top person and she's pumping money. Even the title alone is something. That thought will attend anybody, but never go in the direction of your carnal thought. It makes you disconnect from him. The boldness I have now preaching now, when I'm preaching, my wife switched. She becomes a daughter and a member, 100%. If she's the one feeding me, when I'm preaching, I say, don't mind me more. I fed you before you came. <laughs> she is a beneficiary of my faith journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's what? A beneficiary of my faith journey, of my love. And you have not seen boldness. More is coming. Because God is taking me on a new level. And what brought me here, it's what will take me there. What brought me here? Love for God. Revival service. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. Who went about doing what? Good. And he did all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. When the Holy Ghost comes on you like that, other revival, you start going everywhere, doing exploits, mighty works, outstanding exploits in your office, in your career. You mean everywhere, 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 everywhere. Because the Holy Ghost upon your life. Everywhere. Something you cannot just sit down again. Something you cannot what? Sit down. You can't sit down. You can't be sleeping again. You are under the injection, under the infection of the Holy Ghost. You can't sit down because you are under every injection of the Holy Ghost. Reviver. And you are fresh at it, sir. You are very fresh at it. Number seven, you enjoy worship, word, fasting, and fellowship. It's a pleasure under Reviver. It's like the air you breathe. Your best meal that you take. Reviver. Let me tell you, one of the ways you should know you have lost revival if you have no pleasure in coming to church. 
Bible study. We've been doing 90 days fasting and prayer. If you have not been studying your Bible consistently, you're already out of the cloud. Just read your Bible. Pray and fast. Enjoy fellowship. Acts, come on, let, let's, let's do this quickly. Acts 2. That was what was happening in the days of the early apostles, the early church. They were enjoying revival. They were enjoying revival. They were enjoying revival. Acts 2, please, verse 40 to 47. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from the prophet generation. Then those who gladly receive his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued, and you see now, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and space of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who have been saved. This is an outbreak. It is an outburst of the mighty of God and they enjoy that communion. When we do one logic, you don't share it, don't read it. See, look at the template of a revival at work. They were glued. They were sensitive to everybody's needs. They were committed, my daughter, to the apostles' doctrine. It was, it was, please, it was simplified and specifically mentioned. Clear. They were not committed to another apostles of another church. They were to the apostles' doctrine. One of my sons here had repented. Every now and then, I would see him posting on that church, on that apostle. You came to every day's church on Sunday morning. In the evening, on your status, one popular apostle. I said, so I just pinned him when I could not take it again. Are you still a member of this church? Read template. You are now wondering why some things is not flowing. You see, when you don't understand this thing, you may have money, but you mentally drive drain. Many have money, but they are not enjoying the grace of the house, so they are not mentally correct. No, I'm telling you, they think opposite. They are paranoid. You know they do. You are not finding grace for simplicity. Grace for simplicity. And you need simplicity for integration. What happened to them? That was reason why they experienced. See, if the revival I'm preaching now is established here, watch what will happen to this house in three months. The explosion, the prosperity that hit the early church was because they have this kind of revival where people love themselves so much. They were committed. They opposed the apostles' teachings. Now, Joshua... He's the one doing production. Always in the service, he was on his way for a personal assignment and he was listening to the last two Sunday service message. And he chatted me as a sir. I'm hearing this as if I've never heard it before. That is how it should be. There are some pastors here who have never heard my message again. Reviver. I don't care who you are. A pastor in this house, you struggle to pay attention in the service. 
And after service, seven days passed, you didn't hear it again. One month, you did not hear it. Go and find out those who have revival in their churches. They are people who are addicted and they are still addicted to the second hearing of their pastors. The second year is a continuous hearing. Am I teaching you rightly? Trust me, I am. Without looking at anybody's faces. If I don't teach you rightly, there will not be a revival. When you see a revival happen in any church, in any gathering, go and find out what they know. Not just what they know, but what they know and they are addicted to it. You are a pastor, a worker here. After service on Sunday, the next post on your Facebook WhatsApp is whiskey. Can you say that we? It's whiskey. It's the video. Can you say that we? You see, we got to get back to the fundamentals and become the billion believer. Pastor said this. He used about one hour. About 90 minutes, then your evening time, you go back to hear it. Then I talk about one scripture. You look for two, three more scriptures to back it up. Then you come to a personal dreams and convictions. Then you start exploding. Revival. That's why some pastors or leaders, Mister, will come to the altar. The things we are saying, they can't say fluently. Because you don't copy God's work, you eat it. You eat, when you eat, it's fluent. When you eat a revelation, it's fluent. Do you still love me? You have no choice. I'm your pastor. You are a quiet, you are a quiet person now. You are climbing the altar. You can't speak in the spirit. Think in the spirit of the, of the moment. That was not what happened. The revival in the early church. They were, listen carefully, all the businessmen go and sleep. I'm, I'm teaching you the surest secret of financial prosperity by grace. The surest secret. So financial prosperity by grace. I met a woman in United States three thousand days ago evangelism. She said, I don't know why I'm connected. She came on another world. I saw her on Thursday. She said, my mother told me, for a pastor to have got to her place must be God. I said, of course, it's God, nothing else. Her husband said, you are going to one church in the evening. That means the one you are going for, you won't go again. She said, yes. When they start Sunday, Sunday morning, she said, called me yesterday. She said, I'm already talking to my husband. She will soon follow me. That's one. She now opened up. She said, I just believe in your grace. I said, tell me about it. She said, I was under the weight of loan. I came to your church on Sunday evening. Somebody who had promised me, the following day called me and gave me the money. She said, wait, you left my office on Thursday morning. My husband sent huge money to me. I said, honey, what for? He said, for you. He said, hey. He said, it doesn't happen like that. You are too small to doubt my grace. As a portion by heaven, I am teaching you the surest way for business prosperity if we all can come to this revival fire. Architect, builder, oil and gas, students, entertainer, musicians, hear me well. You don't have business struggling as a keyboardist as a musician. Unless my testimonies are fake. But if I've not been lying unto God, May God do for you a million times more than I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Yeah. So that's why here. Because when you're talking about revival, your heart is on money. You're a caterer, my daughter. Follow that way. This is the shortest way. Shortest way. 
When you are talking, people are talking about, no, you know your church is a responsible church. We will, we will teach you business tips. You know we do that. But I'm telling you the most surest way. When you are soaked in the spirit of the house with all joy and gladness, it's called revival. I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. In the house of God, what are they doing? Act of the apostles just told us now. They were addicted to the apostles' doctrine and in the fellowship in the breaking of bread from house to house. Tap your neighbors, I'm in the right church. That is evangelism. One, one, one of us in Lekki who got mighty breakthroughs. An architect. Mighty breakthroughs after he started coming. He knows the grace. Another one surfaced. I just saw his call. I thought I said just about the, his danger flight. He dropped from the 10,000 feet above the sea level from the plane. He jumped. One of your members jumped from 10,000 feet above the sea level to the ground. Can you do it? I sent the video to you. He did it. No, don't worry. Don't be afraid. He did it. It's a life. It's an adventure. He did it. Me, I can't do it. Shall. He knew the grace that brought the first. He says, a two hours for that negotiation. Speak a word. Speak a word. I don't teach you this thing. When you have a project, tell me, let's agree together. But don't fight. It's a two different thing. When you are fighting for prayer, it's different from let's agree. When a person is fighting for prayer, he's coming to take one hour of your time. That is the mindset. I want to say, Pastor, for what? For prayer. So, he will tell you all the stories from the foundation to where it is now, and all the attachment and the extension. I get it now. No time for prayer. But there's time for go. You are middle. You like this church. How can I break protocol of time to teach for two hours? You are still coming for one hour after. Sunday is busy now. I'm going to let you. Are you seeing the building? Yes, Revival create explosion, something of mighty giving. Mighty what? Nobody was forced to give. It is what we read. I'm further validated in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 to 7. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, employing us with much urgence that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the minister to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the law and then to us by the, grace, by the will of God. So we hushed Titus. And as he had begun, so you will also complete this grace, complete this grace in you as well. But as you are born in everything, please, you are born in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in diligence, and in your love for us. Please, please make sure, see that you are bound in this grace also. Which grace? Giving grace. Giving revival. All of us in this house, we are too much for some dangerous millions to come in when giving revival enters. When the heart of everybody here is exploded to giving. If everybody is giving to Pastor Paul, 
I will have more than enough food in my house every month to give out. Can you imagine all of you every month bring one to buy of yam? No, at least two, two, not five, four. One, one. If over 200, 300 people are bringing two, two bars of yam every month, I become a seller. A major dealer. Not to just one one. If 300 people are bringing one one two bar of yam every month. And a two bar of yam is not a crazy amount, but no activation. The Macedonia church, they were in deep poverty, but they were giving. Sir, there is no true revival without giving grace accompanying it. You say that in revival, you are not giving. I doubt a revival. Because, in all honesty, personal life, church work, what can you do without financial grace? Answer the question, please. Your personal life. The major area behind our church in Lekki, as I was doing Jesus, I said, why now? Everywhere, to let, everywhere, to let, everywhere, to let, everywhere, to let, everywhere, to let. And they said, people are migrating. People are migrating. Because the cost is going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. Sir, if you will only run your life by worldly economic system, you will soon bankrupt. You must successfully and consistently reach to higher grace for sustainers. A pastor came on Facebook and said, there is no thing in the Bible that can make any man prosper. Never hear that. Ah! The God of this world has arrested that pastor's mind. With all due respect. Oh, You do understand the please ask your neighbor. What did he say? May God give you a gift of interpretation of tongues. I just pray for myself. I shall not be cursed. I shall not be enchanted. Because there is no cause or enchantment against Israel or differential against Jacob. How can a pastor come on the altar and say? There is nothing in the Bible that can make you to prosper. It's asoduni, extreme, extreme, extreme emphasis. That giving will not. Yeah, nobody is saying give and be lazy. God never says so. No pastor, a true pastor, that will say that one. I'm teaching or giving, and I'm still pushing to go and work. Number, let's be very sincere. This is what based church. Even my own staff that works with me in the office. Active staff in numbers. I told them, do runs. Not fake runs, not Yahoo. Ask any one of them. We are doing staff meeting next Thursday now. Is it Thursday or Friday now? Where's It's just to address the messages, nothing more. And to put them right. But I gave them permission. You can add one. You can add that one. Don't die with the words are collected from the evidence church. Eh? So no pastor that has sense will tell you give, don't work. Which Bible are you preaching? But to not see a pastor to score go that giving does not prosper, nothing in the Bible that can prosper you, satanic error. Don't subscribe to it. Why am I saying that? Because the reason why people are not giving and tithing, either you agree or not, the harshness of economy, your own personal dealings, they are enough. Now all this nonsense flying is not addition. They are not comfortable. I, I know, so you are saying... God is not that wicked. He knows that I'm in need. He that knows you are in need 
is the creator of seed, time, and harvest. You disrespect it, you lose harvest. If I am not a sower, I will pack up for long. I keep telling you this. If I am not a sower, I will pack up this church. I will pack up. Should we continue? Stand up. It's too much here. Let's go. Ah, you can't stand. Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. It's okay, sit down. Let me take more time. <laughs> Revival service continues tomorrow. I mean, Wednesday and Sunday. But see, I got so much I've never said. It continues next Sunday. And please, Pastor Shea and the choir, say the atmosphere right on a deeper level. I will continue next Sunday and I will wrap it up with light message. They will be ready for mega shift. All, all eyes look up here. Please, if somebody is not standing, say, stand, yeah, oh yeah, now. Oh yeah, now. Biggie is the way to go. Now, look at me here. How many of us are ready for revival? You just want to be at the center of the will of God for your life. Please, shall I quickly come back here? Please. All eyes on the altar, please. Bishop David Olani said something and I believe him. He said, if God will not answer me again, the one he has answered is enough. Yeah, and that powerful one. Me actually, are you hearing me? He said, if God said there is no more heaven, I will still follow him. 